Education in Daba on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back and if you have just joined us our topic this evening of the first segment of the program deals with the impact of community involvement during school governing body elections. Now these elections are bound to take place or scheduled rather for uh, the month of March in 2018. Now there is a campaign organized by Corruption Watch to really get parents parents involvement within these particular uh, processes and we are joined online by the Deputy Director Mr. Ronald Minow. Then we are also joined in the studio by Mr. Noel Isaacs, who is the chairperson of the Western Cape Chamber of the Education Labor Relations Council. Now, before I go to the SMS line, Noel, let me just ask you a question. Now, we know that school governing bodies are responsible for governance. Now, what happens if schools are not governed well? I think if schools are not governed well, then the principal just takes over that function. (laughs) (laughs) So for some principals, um, they don't care. For them, it's kind of um, a benefit or an advantage if a governing body just falls flat, then the principal just carry on with his, or um, he's governing the school on his own, Mm -hmm. finances and the admission policies. So he manages and governs at the same time. (laughs) He manages and governs at the same time. But but I think the key remains, little one, is capacity building of governing bodies, Mm -hmm. especially of the parents. Ongoing, you you cannot do a once-off thing, a two- or three-day workshop, and then think those parents know that entire schools act. And I think the department is a bit confused as to how they do the training. They go into the finance policy and admission policy, what are the functions, but at the end of the day, if the parents don't have a grip of the main legislation, which is the South African Schools Act, then how are mm. they able to fulfill their roles uh, effectively? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ronald, do you want to comment on that? What, uh, in your view, if schools are not governed well, what is the outcome of that? I cannot agree more with uh, Noel on his comment. Those are the, our, 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 our observations when we work nationally in, with different districts. We find that uh, principals cause the shots. They do everything. And sometimes, as I said, there are two extremes. You find that the principal, in most cases, doesn't get the kind of support that he, he could be or he or she could be getting because the SGB is not equipped to assist them with uh, the running of the school. But in other instances, the principal has got a very supportive SGB, but the principal sidelines the SGB. People who speaks out in the SGB to ask questions about invoices and stuff like that are being sidelined. They don't get invited to meetings. What we learned uh, also, which Noel touched on, is that the capacity of SGBs is not well uh, is not well enough in, mo- in most cases, especially in our Kintel 1, 2, 3 schools. We find that when the, when the department does training, they put a thousand people in a room, and you find you find that these are people from quintal one to five schools, and in, people in quintal four to five schools are, more, are mainly your chartered accountants, your doctors. They grasp and understand these issues better than other people who are coming from lower quintals in schools. So you find that when they get back to schools, they, are, they find it difficult to implement, and that is why the biggest challenge that we have in schools is still the signing of blank checks 
because people don't understand that they don't, they're not supposed to sign that and they don't have the confidence to say to the principal, just on no, the issue we cannot of, sign that blank check. Just on the issue of signing blank checks, Yashira, I know you were secretary of the school governing body and uh, you were some stage for the treasury position, if I'm correct. Maybe just you could comment around that. There was no blank check signing, Rerun. <laughs> <laughs> Boss <laughs> lady ruled with an iron fist when it came to those kinds of things. Um, but I think Mr. Mano is correct. You know, it's so quick to fall into something like that where um, I'm so sorry I need a check for this and so the SGB and the two signatures needs to be there. But it needs to state what it's for. I mean, I cannot see how a principal or the treasurer of a SGB can allow blank checks to be signed. There needs to be some kind of measure of control. It needs to link up with petty cash if it's petty cash monies that's being used. So there's a lot of internal processes that we've put into place and I think many schools do to control those kinds of issues Rinwan, especially if we're looking at mismanagement of funds. Now shukran for that Yashir, another message here from 6945 says some people are so disgruntled but they don't know the processes, maybe also don't want their children to be a target at school. I'm not too sure, well once again a very big shukran and thank you to our listeners for their participation in the program. Well the time is really caught up with us, let's start with no very quickly. Maybe just any concluding commentary mark from your side in encouraging parents to really become involved and to participate in the upcoming elections of school governing bodies. You know, the one I, I maintain that a principal can do one of two things. He can either forge a wonderful, healthy working relationship between the school, the, between the staff and the governing body, or he can make that relationship toxic. Mm. So, obviously, in terms of the best interest of the school, it's best if the principal promotes that good working relationship. But I'm going to again emphasize the issue of capacity of governing bodies. Now, I'm always kind of surprised when people just stay away from meetings and, you know, after three meetings, you, you must stay disqualified. And then I ask myself, now why do these people kind of stay away? I think, I mean, for, I think for a parent, it must be quite an intimidating experience to come to a meeting for the first time. Here are two teachers, here's a principal. These people are talking at that level about like, this act and mm-hmm. that act and this policy. Now they don't know. They feel intimidated. So, so they have no training now. The training maybe takes place a month or two after they've been elected. But yet they are. You know for a fact. Sometimes governing bodies get elected within a week. They must sit with the process for filling a post. post. Mm. But they've received no training. <laughs> yeah. So who do they rely on then? Mm. For who do they then rely on? to guide them through the process, it's the principal. Mm-hmm. If the principal could either say, no, this is the correct procedure, or course, he, yeah. could, he could mislead them mm-hmm. and get to a candidate that he chooses or she chooses. Okay, well, let's get a quick last comment from Ronald Minow, as we said, Deputy Director for Corruption Watch. Uh, before I give Ronald an opportunity, a message came through. Uh, it says, why do you say you're not sure? That's how some schools operate. It's a pain. Yes, they need to be prepared properly and integrated. Okay, uh, Ronald, your quick uh, uh, concluding comment on our topic this evening. I think for us, because we're just a civil society organization, we're not necessarily the experts on the education sector. Our, our, our expertise is on fighting corruption. It could be in home affairs, in health, and any other private sector. We're encouraging parents to look out for the dates of 
the SGB elections, they must now start having conversations amongst themselves and they must tap into their own cap- 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 capacities. I mean, most parents are running stock fields. They've got a treasurer there. They've got a secretary there, the chairperson. When they come into this process, they must also look at that model. They shouldn't say we do not understand our role. They must just say, oh, I'm a, I'm a treasurer of a stock fell. I'm a treasurer of a better society. We're managing our funds in this particular platform. And if they come up with that model and they put it in a school, that is exactly what should happen in schools because elections are just a, a democratic process, but ultimately the work starts once you are elected into the SGB, which is in, 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 in April 2018. What happens then? Do they, do they know what the handover process is? Do they know how now they go to bank and choose signatories? Do they know how they elect people into positions of the chairperson, the treasurer, and the SGB? And as Corruption Watch, as an NGO, we say to the Department of Education, we can help you with that. We are working with SICA, with the South African Institute of Chartered Accountant, which is doing amazing work in making sure that all schools have got a finance committee. If you go to most SGBs, they don't have a finance committee. Hence, you find that procurement processes in schools are being flouted. So it's very important that once SGBs are being appointed and they realize that they do not have enough capacity, they can now get in touch with the SGB association, whether it affects us, any SGB governing body alliance, and say, look, we are here. The department has put us in a room. They gave us an over, like, they gave us just one general blanket training, and then we're still not confident enough. Or get in touch with organizations like Section 27, Corruption One, equal education and we always understand by to assist the department and SGBs to understand their powers and their uh, their roles and responsibilities. Mm. Do you guys maybe have a website where people can maybe just you know go onto and maybe just get to know but more about uh, the corruption watch process and also the SGB toolkit? We we have a website www.corruptionwatch.org.za already the toolkit for a, which is just derived from the national guidelines for SGBs is there and then it will be distributed also in the Daily Sun newspaper on the 26th of uh, February, but we will also be identifying partner organizations. But because you are an NGO, I mean, there are over 25, uh, almost 24,000 schools in South Africa, and we cannot reach every school as an NGO. We've identified places that we will be uh, distributing this toolkit, but each provincial department, those who've got access to the internet, can go to the Western Cape Department of Education. There must be information there. Uh, and then I think that the the, the, the the department is also developed toolkits that are, that are distributed through schools to parents. Parents must just take time to read those so when, when they go to these elections, they know what is the process. Okay, Mr. Ronald Manow, Deputy Director for Corruption Watch, thanks very much for your time. And we want to wish you everything of the best with your com- campaign. And on that note, we say to you a very good evening, sir. Uh, Thank you so much. Mr. Noel Isaacs, thanks for your uh, short but uh, sweet participation in the program. I know that you were just running a bit late because you had some other commitments. But thanks once again uh, for your time as well. And in your position, as we said, newly elected for the 11th year running as the chairperson for the Western Cape Chamber uh, in the Education Labor Relations Council. We want to send you everything of the best and particularly also within your role as a principal. So on that note, thanks and a very good evening to you as well. Thanks, Ridwan. Thanks, Masita. <laughs> okay, we're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape.